Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast land? It's a new year! (laughs) We made it. We We made it to 2022. Made it. Although... I've been confused about what year it was all year. Well, I stay confused <laughs> constantly. <laughs> so, sadly, sadly, we're missing one of our. That's true. He's that not here. Sad. He is under the weather. He is. He's on the injured list. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll be back for the second one. Right, Dan, we miss you. Yes. Um, I don't think he's got the Scarlet C. <laughs> I think he just got the creepy crud. I think so. So anyway, so anyway, not trying to tell your business on air, <laughs> but I don't think you have the scarlet C. <laughs> we all know what that is. Anyway, so how you been? Hey. I haven't seen you in like two weeks. You. Yep. Yep. Been away. Went went to family for Christmas and now we're you back. You didn't write. You didn't text. You didn't, I didn't talk to you. <laughs> You're just gone. I was just gone. Just gone. Just gone. She probably needed a break from me. (laughs) (laughs) But she was thinking, get rid of that dude for a while. He crazy coconut head. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) so it was pretty cool. You know, granddaughter's first Christmas. She didn't really know what was going on. Right. So uh, pictures out there of Drew trying to show Liv a present, and she's like got (laughs) a bag or wrapping paper going, (laughs) Yeah. you know, with that. So. It was fun yes, okay. with her. So yeah. anyway, that was, and she was really good. She didn't fuss any. I'm, she's really good. Yeah. Anyway, hey guys, so we're in the book of Revelation. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Starting the year off right. Starting the year off, but we're not in the second half of it. We're <laughs> actually just going to deal with the first seven churches. Yep. And if you remember, we warned you of this. We did. I warned you of this back a month or so ago. We did say it. Um, I don't know how long ago. It's been a while. So we're going to deal with the church at Ephesus um, today. Wow, man, without Dan here, there's nobody to pick on. So we're like getting started <laughs> real early. So love you, Dan. Mean it. Anyway, so anything else you need to talk about? No. Nothing else to kick it off. We're just no. going to roll. Just All right. Roll so it. why don't you read to the church at Ephesus and All then right. I'll pray and then we'll exegete it okay (laughs) all right let's do it um i'm gonna read verses one through seven of chapter two to the angel of the church in ephesus write the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand who walks among the seven golden lampstands i know your works your toil and your patient endurance and how you cannot bear with those who are evil but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not and found them to be false I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. Yet this you have. You hate the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. 
He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Wow. That's a good word, man. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for the baby in a manger. Father, as I said in this past Sunday, it's not really the baby in a manger that we worship, but it's the God in the manger that we worship. For you truly are the King of kings and Lord of lords. And we love you. And we're so thankful for you. As we start out this year, I pray for the growth individually, corporately, um, worldwidely, and that we would all seek and strive to know you closer and be close and clean. God, we love you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So where do you want to begin? <laughs> the beginning is a good place. The beginning is a good place. <laughs> uh, you know, I was going to actually jump in. Who has an ear? Let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. <laughs> Go um, ahead. I mean, that just tells that sets the stage for it. Yep. He, the 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 Lord's and this is for all of Scripture. God's word is not willy nilly. Right. It's not something that you can possibly for the believer. God's word is the standard. Yep. Period. Right. And so the only way to live the life that we're called to live and to be what God wants us to be is to know his word and therefore then live it out with the empowerment of him inside of us. So as we go through this, some people have said this is seven dispensations of the church. Some have said it's seven different. They take out the word dispensations and they say these are seven periods of the church. And, um, you know, I don't get into that, you know. Whatever. Right. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Right. It's for us, and you can definitely see it. Yes. So here's my take out of this. You need to hear what the Spirit has to say about how to live. And there are some definite things we want to draw out of this. So let's just jump in. So when he says here to the angel, what you got? I see you got it written down there. Well, I peeked. If it's correct, um, well, I'll tell you if it's not. Okay, good. I mean, I just read that the that when he's referring to the angels, he was actually referring to human messengers. That wasn't necessarily angels as we think of angels from possibly heaven. pastors, right? Right of that church, right? Which at one time, you know, who was the most famous pastor of the church of Ephesus? John. <laughs> no, John. He pastored there for a while oh. at Ephesus, and matter of fact. A lot of people think that after they let him go, you know, the Isle of Patmos, you know, they kept trying to kill that old boy. Mm. <laughs> it just didn't work. Right. And they put him in, they put poison down his throat, right. put him in a pot of boiling oil, and none of that worked. So then they's like, let's just get rid of him, put him on this aisle. Well, then he wrote the book of the Revelation. <laughs> and then I think at some point they let him go, and he just sort of lived out his his years there at at, the, at Ephesus. But so, yeah, he, but he's, he's writing to that church now. Mm-hmm. Ephesus was one of the leading cities. Right. The book of Ephesians was written right. to that church. Right. Um, powerful church presence then. Right. But also, if you look at what Ephesus was like when that church was being established and when that church was there and it being the um, center for the worship of Artemis yeah, and the, the palace of Artemis that was there and, and how um, 
if you go back and read in um, Acts, that the silversmiths even came against them yeah. and started a riot because their business was being threatened because they weren't, you know, because, because the of, church was doing what it's supposed right, to. Right, right, right. So here's a great question. <laughs> no, I'll save it for later. <laughs> no, no. So, but yeah, they were they were doing this bit, and the church was actually attacked. And this is where I was going when he says, "You know, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it." Actually, I'm dealing with that Sunday. I was going to ask you a question. Do you think that means they're defensive or offensive? If when he's set to ask me the question, you know what? So when it says, "And the gates of hell shall not prevail against," talking about the church, mm-hmm. is that mean is the gates of hell a defensive thing or an offensive thing? Or both? Or both? Or both? Or both. That would be my answer. And that would be what I want to argue Sunday. <laughs> okay. Well, when you hear this, it'll right. be this fast Sunday. <laughs> um, but but what was happening in Ephesus was church was being the church. Right. It, it was attacking um, idolatry. Yes. And falsehood. Right. What it talks about in, in this right. chapter. Right. And, or this right. portion what of scripture. Commended, right. They're commended for. So anything else? <laughs> Him who holds the... The words of him, talking about Jesus here, the, him who holds the seven stars in the right hand and who walks among the seven golden lamps, that talks about Jesus right. and his knowledge yes. and that he sees everything. Right. You know, that's the thing. We think we get away with stuff. You know, the Bible says a lot. Um, there's all these books when we get to heaven. You know, the book of We know the book of life, mm-hmm. um, the Lamb's book of life, however you want to call that. But there's also like the book of words mm-hmm. and the book of works right and there's i think four more i think there's seven books and off the top of my head i can't think of them yeah but even the book of secret words and works that are out there that everything we do is not hidden from the king of kings right the one who knows yeah and and doesn't the fact that it says he who walks among the seven golden lampstands show um jesus's participation in the church oh yeah and how active that he's actively involved with the church at church and not just he's he's not just he is sitting at god's right hand but on, he's not on, just on, sitting on. there he's How not, he not? Come he's on, not talk just to sitting me. there he's active with us he is with and one of the biggest things that i think of is because um we have the holy spirit living inside of mm-hmm. us and so he is right here present within us um and but uh, wait a minute you said it was the holy spirit in us so how is he present within us if so the holy spirit jesus god they're all god <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> and but, by the way, the work of the Holy Spirit is always to point people to Jesus. Yes, right. And so that's how He's participating, right? Because it's all the whole. You ever thought about those roles? The Holy Spirit does nothing for Himself, in a sense. Right. In a sense, all right. I'm gonna talk about both of them. In a sense, He does because He's God. Yes. But in a sense, He does it because He's always pointing people right. to Jesus. Right. Or or explaining, giving yeah. us understanding of what God has said and what Jesus has said, um, and reminding us of what Jesus had said, and yeah. So with that Holy Spirit within us, then I mean that's how um, Jesus is involved with us, and Jesus is involved with the church. Right. And then listen to that next statement, first part of chapter of verse two, chapter two, verse two. Mm-hmm. I know your works. Uh huh. If that does not shake you to your core. Right. I mean, let me reiterate. Jesus knows. Because yes. what does he know? He doesn't just know that um, we went and gave money to this organization, but he knows the intentions of our heart when yeah. we gave that money. He knows that whether we were doing it um, 
so that we would get recognition or so that we would feel good about ourselves or if we just did it because we knew it was supposed to be done. Right. Um, and we wanted to honor him. So he knows those intentions. He knows um, not just the specific acts, but the, everything that's behind those acts. How many? I wonder how many people think that they're just doing a good work because they show up and they bless God right. because they show up on Sunday. Right. It is so much more than that that he yes. he expects yep. out of us. He knows he he does. He knows everything. He knows you're rising, you're sitting, you're laying. Yep. He knows. Yep. And listen, he he here he says, I know your your toil means your hard work, your mm-hmm. patient endurance, how you stay at it, you don't give up, right. and how you bear with those who are evil. Um that's the thing that that I'm I, that little phrase you you bear the not everybody that walks in those church doors are going to be God sent in a sense of they're going to walk in with the King James Version Bible and they're, you know, the Baptist hymnal. Sure. They're evil when they come in. They're, they're, they're not. They're, sinners sin. We forget that as a right. church body. Yes. Sinners sin. Right. And we don't want to have patient endurance with them. Yes. We think people should come in and be just like us where they're not going to be like right. us if they don't know the same God we know. Right. If they haven't been regenerated, if they don't have that new yeah. nature, then right. We can't hold them. To what, how we're supposed to act and behave, and then, and and I hate to go this route, but you're also there. Are also, going to be believers that are, um, not believers. There are going to be people who have been here for years upon years. That's names on a church roll, right? But not in heaven. But not in heaven. Not in the book of life, because they haven't been regenerated either. Right. A name on a church roll does not equate to a name on the Lamb's book of life roll. Right. And and they look like a Christian. They mm-hmm. talk like a Christian. Yes. They in some aspects. Act like one until the rubber really meets the road. Yes. And so a lot of times when people say, well, I've become a believer except for all those hypocritical Christians. Well, I want to ask you something. How many of them are hypocritical Christians or backslidden Christians or how many of them are just tears? Really Christians, right? Yes. Right. And so that's just terrible. And he knows that. And then I love this. But you've tested those who call themselves apostles and are not. And it found. It found them to be false. I mean, you know, he. Not that there was a litmus test, but in a sense, there was a there, litmus test. Well, sure. I mean, I think that there 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 are litmus tests. I mean, First John yeah. is filled with um, what can be a litmus Come test. On, for, I know Come that's on, your talk favorite to me. Book. Come on, talk to but, me. But it really is. It yes. can be considered like a litmus litmus test for our faith, and and that because um, he talks a lot throughout the book of if you are obeying God's commands and you know that you love him, if you love him, then you're going to love others. And so all of those, he lays out all of those things that, yes, I believe are a litmus test for our, for our faith. There's a title of our Bible study for that. <laughs> there you go. Book, the Lit- litmus test. There you go. Write it down. There you go. Write <laughs> it down. we're going to forget. The litmus test. But it is because 32 times in mm-hmm. five chapters. You can know. Yes. You can know. Right. You can know. If there, if there's one thing that, that as I live that I want to know, is this if I'm going to heaven or not? Yeah, that supersedes everything. Yes, let's just be honest. But we've lost sight of that. We've gotten our, our vision has gotten cloudy. We're more worried about if our kids are going to be professional athletes, or whether we're going to make a million dollars, or if we're going to have the latest greatest car. And somehow, the the worship and the worry about our salvation has sort of fallen by the wayside. Yeah, we've created. And I asked this this past Sunday, how do you live? And based on how you live, who set that standard? Mm -hmm. How many of us would have to honestly say, I set the standard that I live by? 
and yeah, it probably is not the standard of the Bible, but it's okay. Right. No, it's not okay. Right. right. It has to be the standard of the Bible. Um, and and also as we're um, recording this, and Sunday is coming, so I'm preparing, going through and preparing the devotions, and you're preparing your sermon. Yeah. And, and we're, you know, Jude talks about the scoffers, and so um, as I've been studying it to do the, write the devotions, I mean, several, how many times throughout the New Testament does Paul and then Peter warn them that they need to um, know who the false, the false teachers are going to come, and you have to be able to know them. You have to be able to know. How do we know. know them? Yeah. So how do we know them? We know them because we know the word. Uh, yeah. And we can't, we can't, it's sort of, sort of like, how do you know a counterfeit bill? You have to know the, the, the real, real bill, yeah. right? That's what you study. You study the real one so that when you see a counterfeit one, you know it's not real. So you study the word so that you know the word, you know what it says, so that when you hear a false teacher or you hear somebody who's distorting the truth, you know it because yeah. you have studied it. Yeah, because the word, here it is. It's now a podcast. <laughs> It's living and powerful, sharper yeah. than any two-edged sword, and it right. cuts to the very joints and marrows and thoughts and intents of the heart. Yes. It, it, it tells you. I, I've told this story before, I think, on here. When So, I, you know, my life, I, I got saved at a young age and and just was sort of rolling with And I love Jesus. And, and some things happened in my life, and, and I got mad at God to my stupidity and sort of walked away and went to the far country. Prodigal son, that was me for a while. And so I'm out in the far country and doing my own thing and, and living up that lifestyle and and. I mean, I don't, I'm not proud of that testimony, but it's part of my testimony. Mm-hmm. And when I came back to the Lord, I found this guy on TV that I really liked to listen to. I mean, I was faithful, buddy. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, about the third or fourth time that I listened to him, it was probably maybe like fifth or sixth, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. He just, just an offhand comment seemingly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't, I don't believe that's right, which sent me into a Bible study on my personal quest to, to find it, and I looked for the answer, and I, I could never find what he said. Mm-hmm. And so I just sort of tucked that away. I talked to my pastor at the time, and he says, well, you just need to keep listening and see. Maybe he just made a mistake. Right, right. Because I, I, I didn't tell him the guy's name. Right. I just said, you know, and he said, maybe you made a mistake, and he you heard it incorrectly. He said, or maybe not. I don't know. So the next time I hear him, he said something else, and I'm like, what? Uh, I've never heard that. Mm -hmm. Now, I growed up in church. Right. I was in church before I ever took my breath, first breath, you know, up in mama, up in her belly. (laughs) I I was there. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm going, I've never heard that. So. Didn't say anything else. Third, next time, uh, something else. And then finally, he just made the statement. I'm going, that's just flat wrong. <laughs> right. Even in my baby spirituality that I was at that time, I'm going, that's not right. right. That That is anti-scriptural, yep. anti-God. Right. It's flat a lie. Mm-hmm. And so, so I just quit listening to him. Right. You know, you don't, and when you hear that, you don't just keep listening. Right. Like going, well, I'm... There's certain things, you know, you it's can... It's just one thing, it's okay. Yeah, you don't do that. Right. Um, and so you... But I knew it because Scripture. Mm-hmm. Going back to what you said, the Holy Spirit brings things to yeah. your memory that you don't even know you knew. Yes, yes. That's why it's so... I, I just um, was... I read something 
just today that along that lines um, that we're studying now for what's going to come in the future. And if we are not in the word now, then someday something's going to come down the road that we're not going to be prepared for. But if we're in the word, then we will be prepared for whatever it is that comes. Because like you said, the Holy spirit will bring that to our minds and we'll, um, we'll bring it back to our remembrance and, and give us the, um, the application with it as well. And I, I've had that so many times. Mm-hmm. You know, most a lot of times, you don't have to listen to a guy long. Yeah. And you can figure it out. Right. And the more the Holy Spirit is prevalent in your life, the more quick. Yes. I mean, you know, yeah, the Holy Spirit was prevalent, but I didn't know enough. Right. Just being honest. So anyway, so going on. And then, are you finished with that thought? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um. Then he goes, I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. The talk's just about the battles that we fight as a believer because of the name Jesus, because we carry the name Christian. And the enemy, it's not the enemy himself. The devil doesn't know your name. These people say, well, the devil did it. No, the devil doesn't even know you are. (laughs) You know, he didn't give a rip about you, mm-hmm. one of his little minions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, fine. And, then, but it was, and by the way, most of the time, the devil doesn't have to do anything or his little minions because it's your flesh. It's inside of us, right? <laughs> it is. Um, but w- when you're bearing up, uh, uh, some people just hate Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they hate everything about Jesus. Right. They hate everything about Christians. Um, and so you, you do have to fight that. Yes. And as we fight it, you have to just stay the course. Yep. No matter what. Here's a great truth the Bible teaches. One day it will be worth it. Yes. Because the glories that will come, don't, the, what we're enduring now, don't even compare it to the glories that we will don't have. Don't you love that passage? Love that, yep. It's not comparable. Yes. Right. That will be in heaven. I, people ask me, I was asked this over Christmas, what's heaven going to be like? And here's the truth. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And here's what I don't know. I don't. I know what I don't know, but what I don't know, I do know this about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you stick? You, yeah. you stuck with me? Yeah. I'm. I'm serious now. Yeah. Did you hear? I said. Yeah. I know what I don't know, mm-hmm. but what I don't know, I do know this about it. Mm-hmm. See, I can say it twice because I, I <laughs> thought about that statement. It'll be even better and more glorious yeah. than I could ever fathom. Yep. Yeah. So it's okay for me not to know. Yes. Because it's, I don't think in our infinite mind, I mean, what did Paul write? I saw things I can't yes, talk about. Right. I heard things I can't speak about. Right. I, I, I can't. Paul's like, I can't. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like they're not words that in our vocabulary to describe fully, amply. What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> well, well, that's. <laughs> doesn't that just prove the yeah. point? <laughs> you know, and Paul's like, I can't. Right. You know, I, I know I talk about my dad a lot, and I miss my dad like crazy. Mm-hmm. But I'm also jealous. My dad is seeing glory, right? And he has seen Jesus. Yep. And as much as I miss him, I would never beg him back, mm-hmm. just because. Right. And I can't wait to join him. Yep. I mean, I'm not in a rush. Right. <laughs> but if it, I, I don't. I'm not that dude. You know, I want to see my granddaughter grow up, but if 
you end up dying and going to heaven. It's a pretty good deal, right. you know. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, it's a, it's a marathon. Um, run the race set before you, Paul. Oh, not Paul. Whoever wrote Hebrews, <laughs> whatever. I guess ultimately, deep down, I think Paul did, but I don't think Paul did. But then he goes this. Here's what we have in every church except for one. Uh-huh. Jesus talks about him and then says, "Oh, you've done this. You've done this. But this one thing I have against you." There are no perfect churches. Yes. There's none. Right. And if you think you found one, don't join it, or then it won't be perfect. (laughs) (laughs) But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love that you had at Mm -hmm. first. Do you remember the moment of your salvation? I was thinking about that. Um, yes. I mean, but I was, only, I was seven years old, but I do. I remember I it. beat you by a year. I was six. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> uh, but, but I do remember it. I mean, I remember that. And, and I remember that, that whole time, but I also remember all of the times throughout my life where, um, just the things that have drawn me closer to God throughout. Mm -hmm. So that initial salvation was when I was seven, but the growth in the um, times of God drawing me even closer have been, you know, throughout my life. How ridiculous is this statement? There are some Eeyore Christians out there. (laughs) I love Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. You've abandoned the love you had at first. And not only have they lost their joy, I get it, they've lost their joy, but they've lost the love there, the love that they had at first when you, like Paul, the scales that fell off his eyes. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what happens to a person when they go from being a sinner to a saint in that, in that absolute twinkling of an eye, if you will. And you see Jesus and you see yourself and then you're like, oh, my Atlanta, you could love somebody as wretched as me. Right. People just don't love Jesus. How do you lose that love, though? Right. I mean, we could go to Hebrews chapter 2, you know, the things that cause you to drift, right. time, familiarity, right. you know, those things. But Jesus said, rem- he said, remember where you've fallen and repent. Right. Or else. Right. Now, I told you at first, this was like the church. Right. Of the, of the, of the New Testament right. times. This was... First Baptist Church Woodstock, you know, First Baptist Jacksonville, Dallas, First, all, all those, Bellevue. This was that church. Right. There's no church presence in Ephesus today. Right. Modern day Turkey. Right. Matter of fact, if you're a Christian in Turkey, you're in trouble. Yes. The persecution. There's no church presence. Yes. Now think about that, y'all. Right. Because think about what he's what Jesus says to them that it, um, if not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. And it's not there now. And it's not there. Fulfilled scripture once again. Right. You you cannot ride. And I made this. And I don't hope I didn't make people mad. I made this point Sunday because it's true. If your best days are not ahead of you, that means you're dying. Mm-hmm. I want twenty twenty two at Marion. Yes. I want twenty twenty two at name your church. Mm-hmm. To be the best you've ever had. Because if you're not growing, you're dying. Yes. And I want us to reach more and to go more and to do more for the kingdom. Not I I don't give I don't care about a pound on the back. Right. I want it for to be for the kingdom. Because this, I heard a sermon one time that says every church is born to die. Hmm. It, It has a shelf life. 
You think about it. Mm-hmm. How many churches that we see that have closed the doors? Yes. And if you're not careful, that can occur to every church. Right. If you don't remember your first love, yes. remember what you were established mm-hmm. for, remember how it felt, man. Remember how it feels when you guys are singing. Yeah. I hate y'all miss Sunday because <laughs> I'm telling you the choir was good. That's awesome. ringing the bell. Awesome. Uh, you know, I get to talking sometimes <laughs> when they singing. Let's just say, I thought about running. It was good. <laughs> good. And I'm sorry we missed that it. love that you feel when God's moving and you mm-hmm. can just feel the Spirit and how it just warms your heart. Yep. Remember that, he says. Yes. Or else. Right. No, no matter your past. Right. You know, that's the key. No matter what you've done for the right. kingdom. Right. What have you done for me today? Right. So what else you got? Anything else? Well, major? because we've got you, like two minutes of left. Of course, because as you say, no matter what you've done, because I mean, he has acknowledged all that they've done, yeah. all the good that they've done, the good things about them. But why is in spite of that? Yeah. Or um, even though they have these good things. What does he say? Yeah, I mean, if it's like you, you did right. all this good, right. but underneath that, right. you're beginning to lose the yes. the grip and the right. the meaning and the message. Right. You're you're not gaining ground now; you're losing ground. Right. And when he says repent, that re- repentance we know is a complete turnaround, a complete three one eighty one eighty turning completely around and turning away from that. And so unless they repent, unless they go back to what they did at first, the love that they did at first, he even says, um, and do the works you did at first. So yeah. they're doing good works now, but they ha- he wants them to go back to what they were doing previously because those works that they did at first was based on that love that they had at first. Mm, true. And and so you ha- they they needed to go back to that. And yeah. that's what we have to cling to, too. We can do good things for God. Right. But are you doing the one thing God really wants you right. to do out of love for Him? Right. And I think we're a lot of times we're scared yep. that if I do what God wants me to do because I love Him, it's going to cost me. Let me break it to you. <laughs> it will cost you right. something. I love a portion of Scripture. I think it's the end of, of 1 Samuel, I think, where David says, I will not worship when it cost me nothing. Mm-hmm. That's when he was, you know, he was buying the threshing floor of Jeruna. Um, and because David had sinned and taken the census and and God was, a plague was occurring because right. of it and David was buying, but that was the same, by the way, that's the same place that Abraham offered Isaac up, yes. same place that Jesus was killed on. So right. there's a whole lot went on that one yeah. mountain, but it was right there on that threshing floor at the time of Aruna. I said Jeruna, Aruna. And David said, and he's like, King, it's yours. Take it. He's like, no, oh. I will not offer anything to God mm-hmm. and worship God that costs me nothing. Right. That's a powerful statement. Yes. What are we willing to do for mm-hmm. the love of God right. to keep his hand on us? Yep. Personally, corporately, and worldwidely. Right. And then it just says this mm-hmm. one thing, to whom... Though the one who conquers, I will grant to eat the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. I think it's so funny. We lost the tree of life in Genesis, and we get it back in Revelation. Right. (laughs) I mean, right off the jump in Revelation, he's like, hey, by the way, I still got it. It hadn't gone anywhere. Right. Right. (laughs) I've kept it. Yes. It's it's here. Mm -hmm. It's all good. It's been guarded. It's been kept for you. Yeah. 
Yep. So right. how do you conquer, though? How do we conquer? How do we conquer? Well, that's what it says, to the one who conquers quickly. Uh, I don't have a quick answer to that. <laughs> Just by our faith. Yes. Right. That's how you overcome. And by um, not growing weary, by enduring by, um, I think that's really a lot of it. You just yes, endure patiently. Yes, right, right. And sticking with that love that you had at first. Because yeah. you'll never hear out of these mics, whether it's two or three, or that pulpit, mm-hmm. that the Christian life is an easy life. Right, no. It's impossible. Right. Only one man has ever done it. Yes. And he says, I'll live inside of you and help mm-hmm. you live it. Because without me, you can't do anything. Right. So, wow. That was quick. <laughs> it always is. We're actually over. Uh, they'll deal with it. Yeah. That's, that's jelly beans problem. All right. Yeah. You thought I'd forgot that, didn't you, Dan? That's old jelly beans problem. Oh, Dan, we miss you. I miss you there, buddy. All right. Hey, close us in prayer. All right. Father, I thank you that we have these words, um, that we have your book, that we have your words that we can um, cling to, that we can learn from, and we have your Holy Spirit residing in us to teach us. And so I pray that that would be the attitude of our hearts always, to always be um, seeking to know you more and your word more, and so that we can do as you would have us to do. And so help us to um, examine ourselves and where we stand um, with our first love, and that we might um, repent if we need to and turn back to you and do the works that you have given us to do. Um, and so we thank you for this um, opportunity to speak, and we thank you for the um, blessing of p- being able to do, and for those who are listening. And we pray blessings, and we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Hey, I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. Um, got my home slice with me, Miss hey, Mona. It's good to be We back. miss you there, Jelly Bean. Yeah. See you next week. God bless you guys. <laughs>